I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. And in today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about 13 true differentiators for financial advisors. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 31 of the Stephen and Kevin Show. We are going to be going through a pretty interesting topic today, really all around what makes you different. Yeah, and, and when we say different, you were really saying better. Yeah, right. right. You know, Unique. Yeah, exactly. We're not just saying because you have like green hair and it's parted, you know, spiked <laughs> up, you're different. You guys no, are different. This is <laughs> differentiators in terms of, you know, what, what, uh, what really sets you apart in a marketplace where, frankly, Everybody claims to be awesome at what they do. Yeah, and everyone's right? all these advisors are basically saying the same type of thing. Who right? doesn't provide great service? Holistic advice, right? We, Financial planning. I mean, words that are used by every new hire in the business. Exactly. Like you can be in this business, any business for that matter. You can be in coaching, like what we're our, our line of work. You can be in there for a month, and you're going to complain. You're going to claim to provide the same kind of things that we provide: coaching yeah. services. Yeah. We're going to give you accountability. We're going to give you great training. The reality is, you're ill-equipped. Uh, however, it, it muddies the water for people trying to make a decision about that particular service. So in your space, everybody's bragging about comprehensive wealth management, high-level service. Um, so you don't want to be one of many claiming the same. So today, we're going to walk you through 13 different differentiators that uh, you can choose from, basically. Yeah, different right? differentiators. I like that. <laughs> hey, um, before we do, though, I wanted to share with you a quick website. It's called rocketreach.com. Co. Rocketreach.co. This is a pretty nifty website to help you figure out uh, email addresses of people. And if you've read our books on using LinkedIn and some colder prospecting strategies, sometimes we reach out to prospects via email. And sometimes you don't have their email address, so you have to use a website to figure it out. Rocketreach.co lets you put in a URL for a particular LinkedIn profile. It actually goes in the back end of LinkedIn and pulls the email addresses associated with that account. It's pretty phenomenal. It is Check cool. It out. Kevin showed me that one yesterday. I tested it out a little bit. This sounded like an awesome plug for rocketreach.co. In fact, they are not sponsoring the show. No. And uh, we just think it's pretty cool and thought all of you would enjoy it. So. Exactly. Okay, so uh, let's get into the differentiators. And uh, as we get into this, differentiators, there, there's three criteria that come with a true differentiator. Right. Uh, number one, it has to be legitimate. It does have to be something that you were, you don't just, you know, say we want to differentiate ourselves because we are the experts in a certain firm. If you're not an expert on a, on a certain company in your area. Right. You, right? Can't, you can't just start making claims. <laughs> it yeah. has to be legitimate. A high value. Uh, you, your target market has to actually think it's important in terms of what your differentiator is. So it has to be of value. Right. So if our, if one of our differentiators as a company was that we're research-based, and you if none of our clients could care, care. right, yeah. about the fact that we do research, we are uh, harping on the wrong thing. But our clients do care. Yeah, right. That. Quantifiable. It's got to be something that you can explain. I mean, we don't mean that you have to have hard proof and you can slide it across the table and show how much better you are at comprehensive wealth management than some of your peers, yeah. for example. Uh, but you do want to have some proof to back it up. Exactly. So any differentiator has to meet those three criteria. If it doesn't meet those, it's not really a differentiator. Right. So, hey, we're going to go through this. Number yep. one is, do you specialize in a specific niche or demographic? 
Yeah, this one's a, a really a good one. Um, and, and so thinking about if you work with you know C-suite executives or you work with um, you know particular type of, of profession, uh, maybe it's self-employed professionals, socially responsible investors, alternative investments, whatever it might be. Um, and this is this is great. And there's a really good article. Um, that quotes uh, Michael Kitsis, who we're a big fan of. And he talks about how technology is expanding. And as technology continues to expand within the financial services industry, the ability to have a niche increases as well. He says, basically, um, you can get incredibly focused because you're not constrained by geography anymore because of technology. The technology is actually the enabler that makes it feasible to do niches the way you couldn't before. Very true. Very interesting. Very true. Well, because you can be known nationally as an expert in certain areas. Yeah. yeah, which Can I mention some of the ones they mentioned in this article? Yeah. It's it's really interesting. One of them they mentioned is um, how this advisor, Kitsa said there is an advisor who focuses on uh, he's in the Midwest and specializes in bass fishermen clients. And I was like, what? He's like, and people kind of laughed at him until they realized the prize money was like millions of dollars. Oh, like real bass fishermen. Oh, this is real bass fishermen. Not me and uh, our Spider-Man fishing rod and a, a little bobber out there. No. No, no, <laughs> no not, not at all. This is like the real deal. I mean, and, and that's uh, that's so niche. But, yeah, and, and, yeah, and that, you know, for the vast majority of you out there, it's not going to be a national niche that you specialize nationally in, no. in people who have won the lottery, let's say, or who have, uh, you know, or who are major league sports. People specialize in that, Kevin. People, uh, really? Who, who won the lottery? Yeah. Wow. That's um, interesting. So uh, most of you, for most of you, it's going to be a local presence. Do you specialize in physicians? Do you specialize in helping attorneys? Do you specialize in, uh, in C-suite executives? Do you, this, do you think, Stephen, that... Um, Niches are, are, are just going to become more and more important, you know, as technology evolves. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like in, in our industry, Kevin. You know, we've talked about this yep. that hardly anybody's out there looking for, quote unquote, a coach. Generic business coach. I mean, they, they exist, right? There, there's some huge franchises in that space, but vast majority of people are looking for something very specific to their industry because the people specific to an industry know a lot more about that industry, the challenges, the language. And they can find it easily through the web. Yeah, exactly right. So number two is linked to number one. Mm-hmm. Do you specialize in working with a particular firm? Yeah, and we've, we've worked with plenty of advisors who do, th- do this, especially around communities that have a big presence of a particular firm. Yeah. Um, like there was an advisor we work with who she was in Peoria and she focused on Caterpillar. And she would tell people, look, we, we know their, their um, retirement benefit options better than anyone else. No one knows Caterpillar like us. And no one did. They were fantastic at what they did. Uh, so that was a, a great niche. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know your area. What are some of the bigger companies? Maybe this is – it's unlikely that that is going to be your differentiator unless you already have some clients at least in that space, mm-hmm. right? Uh, number three here is do you solve a specific financial challenge? So maybe this is organizing all their financial documents or it's succession planning or whatever it is, but you specialize in that particular area. And that can be a real good differentiator. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, does your team have many credentials? So, uh, you know, and this is only a differentiator if this goes to, I won't say an extreme, but if you have a lot of credentials in your team. Right. If, for for example, if you've got a CFA on staff, a Mm -hmm. CFP on staff, a JD on staff, all of a sudden... You've got a team that's really impressive based solely on the credentials. Yeah, and that's something that you can use to stand out and make yourself different. Um, next one, do you have a high-powered Rolodex? Rolodex, being able to open doors for clients. Um, you know, If you know the who's who in town and you can help connect people and create synergies amongst other professionals, that can be a differentiator as well. Uh, number six, are your clients the who's who in town? So mm. this is slightly different in that 
you, you, if you ask people in advance, can name drop some of the bigger clients that you've got in town, so long as they're acceptable of you doing this. It's a great way to establish credibility. Works hand-in-hand with some of these, like working in a particular firm. If you've got a high-ranking executive as a client in a certain firm, that's great ammunition, so long as you have their permission to reference their name. Oh, that's really a really good point. So getting their permission and then reaching out to other people of those firms saying, we work with executives just like... John Smith or yeah, your boss. Sally Jane. And your boss's boss. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you want to join the club? That differentiates you. Um, the next one here is, do you have a specific geographic footprint? So whether it's local or bifurcated, um, you know, we coordinate the finances for a group of families right here in Charlotte, right? That's what we specialize in working with people right in this area. We know a lot of people here. Yeah. Here, However, if you're in Charlotte, Right? What are they? How many people live in Charlotte? That's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're an advisor in Charlotte, everybody there specializes in managing money in Charlotte. Oh, so. Here, I would say you go a little finer and you uh, work specifically with families who live in the South Park area. Okay. Right? Or a certain neighborhood. Oh, that's you good. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to go almost one step. Your ge- if you're so going to do gonna, it based on geography, it's got to be a pretty so tight we, group. we got to shrink right? it a little bit. Yeah. Families yeah. who live here inside the inside the Beltway, these are the families that we work closely with, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. And you can mention multiple locations too, right? So if you're mm-hmm. up in the Northeast, but you're also kind of a snowbird and you go down to Florida, I mean, you can mention maybe two smaller locations in those areas. Uh, number eight, does your team size relative to number of clients scream exclusive? I like that. And, and this doesn't have to be, uh, you know, if you're thinking about your client base right now and you've got 300, 400 clients, whatever the number is, um, yeah, that's not screaming exclusive. However, if you think about the number of clients that you personally manage, you know, of that number, if you're on a team, you may not be personally managing every one of those clients. And so you've got the ability to make the number sound a little bit better. We're not trying to pull any shenanigans here, but... If you have 300 total clients, but you're really responsible for managing 75 of those, and you've got a team of experts, you can say, you know, as part of my role, I, I'm managing 75 relationships. Yeah, personally um, handling. Personally handling yep. 75 relationships. On, on our staff, we've got a team of uh, a CFA. We've got a, a CFP who's doing the planning. Uh, the support team here is phenomenal. That, to me, speaks of high-level service. You've got the bandwidth to treat me real well. Yeah, I, I think that's really interesting, and I've heard advisors mention before that you know, in, in a prospecting phase, that we look, we're, we're looking to add five relationships this year, right? You can only say something like that with the right positioning if it is somewhat exclusive and you don't have hundreds and hundreds or a thousand clients, right? Hey, look, you know, we work with a handful of families here in the area, and this year we're looking to take on five new relationships. Yeah, it has to be, has to be legit. Um, is your service unique? Number nine here. So we were talking about this the other day with one of our coaches, Tam Milton, and we we're talking about just high-level service and how everyone claims to, oh, yeah, we, we provide great service. But we're talking about over-the-top Ritz-Carlton white glove service that takes a lot of work, right? And if you do that kind of stuff, then you can say that our service basically is above and beyond anything you probably experienced before. Yeah, and we have to be honest with ourselves. Is your service really of that caliber? Right. And, you know, Tam's point yesterday was uh, this is a tremendous amount of work yes. to do it right. Yeah. And when you see some of the documents that he had brought over, he brought over some templates of you know, service guidelines and, and templates and uh, procedures for teams that he's worked with. And they were phenomenal, but they're highly detailed. Like, you can't wing it and provide phenomenal service. Yeah. I mean, like, unless you have calendar reminders for key life events for yes. clients, unless you have policies in place for, you know, 
This is our communication agreement with you, yes. right? Um, this is another one would be saying, uh, you know, we assess, we want you to assess our services on a yearly basis and getting their feedback. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing some things that are just above and beyond. Yeah, you're getting social campaign with clients has got to be on point every week. Yeah, you've got to be hosting intimate events. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a team that's as warm and friendly as they come. Yeah, and, and knows a lot about clients, right? The yeah. personal side of it. Yeah, it's an art form. When you study some of the better teams in the industry, they have put a – it's not like they have some revolutionary business model, but they put a ton of time and energy into making sure their service is really spot on. Yeah. So right? don't think this is one that you could, you guys can just jump and say, oh, yeah, that's us. Uh, we, we provide great service. Really think, do we really go above yeah. and beyond here? When I show up to your office, do you know that I happen to like oatmeal raisin cookies – and, and you I went like to App State, and so you drew a little, uh, you know, yeah. picture here of a mountaineer, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, number ten. Do you have one big time success story or more? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not talking about you know performance in a certain period or anything like that. It's more of you know, is there a complex estate or insurance issue? Uh, it, did your team lead the way for a fundraiser for the hospital? I mean, what is it that that you've done that's remarkable and would be interesting to a prospect? Number 11, is your cost structure unique? So we did an interview with Michael Kitsis. He got two plugs today. Um, we'll, we'll link that up uh, where we talked about the future of paying for financial advice and some of these retainer-based you know, uh, fee models. If you do something like that, that is absolutely unique and different. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just are, are cheaper, I don't think that's something that you're trying to differentiate yourself on, right? I mean, is your cost structure, the way that people pay for your services, Different, yeah, and it, it goes hand, hand in hand with some other pro- program uh, uh, programs that we've seen people run. Like, if you've got a specific program for younger investors, let's say you're really targeting next gen, and you've got a specific uh, platform that's good. That's uh, you know, let's say it's a retainer model. Let's say there's certain deliverables that you offer. That's a differentiator. Mm-hmm. Number twelve. Does your team in office stand apart from your competitors? Uh, and we've visited a ton of offices over the years. They're all really nice. They're all kind of, most of them are kind of sterile. Yeah. Um, when we say differentiators in office, do you have, you know, are you in a historic building that's a really interesting mm. architecture? Do you have, as one advisor we worked with, he transitioned his office into a living room setup. Yeah. He said people were just way more open, sitting in, on big, nice leather couches and just kind of, he got rid of the fluorescent lights and it made it real, real comfortable. Yeah, made feeling. it more of a, you know, come in, sit down, let's have a conversation instead of, you know, sit across from me at my monitor. Right. Um, and the last one here <clears throat> are one or more of your team members, thought leaders in the industry. So thinking about what awards or special res- recognition your firm or a team member I know uh, has received. So like if you were one of the top rated, you know, top 10 financial planning firms in North Carolina, that's something that's, that differentiates you. And you need to have the awards and accolades to back it up. Yeah. So here, here's, a, here's a couple of thoughts now. We've gone through 13. Yep. Um, There's got to be more than 13, right? Oh, yeah. But 13, that apply, you know, whether you're a financial advisor, insurance agent, and, you know, most any, our business, pretty much any business, mm-hmm. uh, you want to know what your differentiator really is and be able to explain it well. Yeah, you're, that's a really good point. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're not a financial advisor and you're watching this video, that's okay, right? Um, I mean, it doesn't matter if you sell radio ads. What makes you different? Yeah. Uh, so part of it is making sure that you and your team members can explain all of this uh, and, and without bragging, right? Uh-huh. You know, and, and I think that's part of the challenge. So you so, could, it could come across braggadocious. Yeah. How, how do you get this across in your website and conversationally in a way that's not over the top and 
bragging, mm-hmm. right? On your on your website, it's uh, it's a little ma- straight, more straightforward. You can put a lot of time and attention into how do you explain the fact that you've got all these different designations as part of the team, or the fact that you really specialize in this company or that. Verbally, it's a little bit dicier because sometimes, if in fact your differentiator, if you're the thought leader and you're differentiating the team, that's bragging, right? Right. Well, I was ranked as top ten, such and such. Oh, it's actually, like, oh, okay, you, that, that's a very good point. So, with so, certain things like it, like with the whole awards or I've got a half power or, or credentials, um, it's almost a good thing if someone else on the team maybe says it on, on on that thought leader's behalf. Yeah, exactly. And if you are the thought leader, or if you are the one with the high powered Rolodex, that you're able to couch it as you know we ha- have a lot of connections as a team, as opposed to. I'm connected. I am Baron's top such and such. Yeah, and I also think just the inflection and how you go about explaining these really makes a difference too. Um, if you're saying, look, we, we realize that there are a lot of people out there who provide financial advice. We feel like what really sets us apart, though, is X, Y, and Z. I like it. Very and, nice. And it's, it's, just, it's just a real smooth, very soft way of saying it that you, you, you're right because you could come across like, we're the, we're the best, right? So as part of an exercise, you can take these 13 that we went through today, sit down with your team. If you come out with one of these, that's your differentiator, great. If you come out with two or three, that's fine. I wouldn't pick like six or eight of these, but if you came out with with two or three of these that are really true differentiators, it helps you in planning what goes into your website, what comes out of your mouth when you're meeting with a prospective client. And then think about, how do we prove this to people? (laughs) Yeah. So we're high-level service. We're the high-level service team. How do we get that across to somebody you're meeting with for a first meeting? Yeah, how do you how do you really back up the fact that your your service is above and beyond? If you're telling me your differentiators is high high level service, and I come into your office for a first meeting, it ought to be really spectacular. It, it, you're right. It's like no, believe me. After after you become a client, we really raise the bar. <laughs> it gets really good. I, I promise <laughs> That's you. It's kind of the opposite of the way it works for most. So people. go through these questions, come up with differentiators, prioritize them, and then make sure everyone on the team can communicate them clearly. So if you haven't already, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Ask us a question, hashtag ask Stephen and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out our coaching program if you haven't already. It is the industry's leading coaching program, and we're happy to talk with you about it, see if there's a fit for you and your business. So thanks for joining us, everyone.